Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I am one half of this amazing, dynamic duo. My name is Steve. Amazing, dynamic, fantastic, what have you. It's just, it's just how we were born. You know what I mean? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Episode 143, Heroes of Noise. Happy to have you here. It's going to be an interesting show, only in the sense that it's one of those loose ones. So we'll just see what happens. We've got plenty to talk about because we always do. But uh, let's just start off with the, the formal, the formalities, Steve. How are you this week? I am doing wonderful, a little bit busy, um, you know, you know, car things happening, life happening. Uh, but other than that, man, I'm upright and standing and life is fantastic because it all ends up working out. How about you? You're going a little too fast for my brain right now, but I'm glad it's all positive. Uh, I mean, you just really sound like you're shot out of a cannon or I maybe I'm just floating through water right now. Maybe we'll just meet in the middle somewhere. Sounds like you're having a good week. Sounds like uh, you've got a lot going on with your car. I don't wonder, cars are a sensitive subject with me right now, but uh, what's, going on, what's going on with your car, sir? Uh, what happened was one day uh, I was trying, you know, how, okay, you know how you have a, a situation with your car and you think it's just in your head. You're like, I'm not hearing what I'm hearing. Maybe it's always done that and I just never noticed. Well, that's what happened with my door. My car door is, um, you know, you get into proximity and you put your hand on the door and it opens and Maj was trying to get in and it wasn't opening. I was like, maybe we're doing something wrong. We take it in and, um, the guy is like, um, okay, we'll take it in the back. That's what she said. We'll take it in the back and, and start working on it. And I said, before you go, you know, it's funny. It was a Dan thing because I thought about what, what might go wrong right now. Normally I'm like, everything's going to work out fine. I was like, before you go back there, let's, let me see you visually see what I'm talking about. Okay. What does this mean? How, how is it a Dan thing? I don't know if that's like a compliment or if it's an insult. It's a compliment. I think you, you're more the person that's like, let, if things are going to go okay, but let me think of the things that could go wrong and address. Oh, so you were being a cynical grouchy person is what you're being. No, not cynical. It was, <laughs> it, was it was being careful. And that's what I did. I was like, let me see you see this. And so he saw it later on. He calls me and he's like, you know, what's funny. I said, what? He said, as soon as we got on the lift with the text, everything started working perfectly. I said, but you, my friend, saw the, he's like, yeah, that's why I'm pushing for it. Because he's like, I was there and saw this. So we're going to have to make this mess up. And so um, they're going to get me a new key and everything. And luckily, uh, a while back, oh, Dan, you're going to hate me. So you know those long Yelp reviews? Yeah. Did you do one? I I did one. A long I've done one before. Because the Ford was acting weird. My Mustang was flipping out and i was like you know i don't want to go on here and make a big deal about anything i'm sure they're working their hard to make this long thread and was nice about it oh you did a dan review yes and i was totally nice i was like you know things happen they're trying their best blah 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 blah, blah. and i got hit up by the manager of ford he's like why don't you come in i read your review so i go in there you went in only only steve go ahead <laughs> i go and he's like we're going to give you an extended warranty. Really? Yeah. He's like, we're going to give you to a hundred thousand miles or 2023. I was like, Oh, thank. Cause we just start chopping it up off the Lakers and all this crap. He's like, you know what? I'm going to give you, let's just do this extended warranty. I was like, Oh, cool. 
And so that happening back then helped me now. And I had to just stop, breathe, and think. I was like, you know what? If I didn't have that warranty, I'd be paying $1,000 right now. But I did. And so me complaining right now is silly. Let me just go get a little, rent a little car and, uh, you know, and then renting a Kia. I was like, maybe I'll look into buying a Kia as my daily, daily driver, an old Kia. Who knows? Life is funny. But all in all, it worked out. I'm getting the car back today and it all worked out fine. Other than never take the brake, get your brakes done at the dealer again. So take home. Don't get your brakes done. Do. Be nice to your dealer. Leave. Yeah. Leave pleasant reviews because they may come back to not haunt you, but bless you in this case. Uh, um, or you know, email the manager of your dealership. Email them a nice thing. And normally, nine times out of ten, they're going, don't do the Yelp thing that I did. I'm Because I, I should have just emailed them directly. Email them directly. See what happens. And if they're mean, brush it off your shoulder. Go in there and be like, and make your case. Don't say, I guess this is what it is. No. Make your case. But do it in a non caring way. All right. Just make your case. So communication is key. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, a dealership can pretty much do whatever the fuck they want. Absolutely. No question. This is bad timing. I mean, I'm glad. I'm happy for you. I'm glad this all worked out for you. I have not had a good car week, Steve. Now, okay. as, as long as we have been recording together, by the way, it's going to be five years, May 26th. Right, you are on fire today, sir. Seriously, you're just full yeah, of energy. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, as long as we've been recording, like, ladies and gentlemen, let me just backtrack just for a second. I'm that guy that is going to keep the car until it is just an absolute piece of shit bucket. That's I, hate I hate going to car dealerships. I hate dealing with new cars. I hate researching new cars. And I've this has all been like I've been reminded of all of this over the last few weeks. Uh-huh. So. Steve, last time we spoke in any kind of great detail, I was on a different, I was like a, a different person, right? In a different mood about a car. We're like so I, happy. Right. So and, I to, and I told you what my plans were for the weekend uh-huh. and yeah. what my plans were for next week. I was basically going to be driving around. I had one car in mind and uh, it's a little hard to find. I'm looking for a Subaru. Well, I was looking for a 2021 Subaru Outback Onyx edition. Okay. These are dope. Got to drive one last week. And you know how like everyone tells you like you got to prepare yourself when you go into a dealer, right? Mm-hmm. You got to have that right frame of mind so they don't take the advantage of you, right? So I'll remind you that, that I, I hate doing all of this, right? But I have been what I thought was doing a bunch of research. So I, when I went in, I tried to like, I was like friendly, but I was firm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And uh, I thought that I did a really good job. You know, I, I, I had a good rapport with the the person that came up to me, his name was Henry. And we went on a test drive. We were getting along and everything like that. And I'm in my head. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm ticking all the boxes. <laughs> I'm doing a good job, right? Sit down. And I know this isn't the uh, first time anyone's heard this before, but you start talking numbers. And it got to that point where I'm like, okay, well, tell you what, I'd like to make this work, but this is not a good number for me. So I'm going to go ahead and take off. So I'm at that point. I left a lot. Okay. When I went home, I started doing a little more research and I like like 101 type of shit where it's literally like best way to haggle for a car. So I'm looking at stuff online and bro, let me tell you what I give myself. I'm going to rate myself here. I give myself on that transaction. Let's go one out of five. (laughs) Like I fucking. What happened? 
win. I thought I was doing everything great. And I think that what was going on is all I was doing was just falling into every single trap without even realizing it. First of all, and, and guys, I can't stress this. Let's just say one person out there is going to look for, maybe you're in my position, you're going to go look for a car. This, this is the first time you've looked for a car for a while. You're going to go out there and, and you kind of know what you want, right? Like you're pretty sure you know what you want. So you go to lot, you get in said car and you start driving. Poker face, ladies and gentlemen, poker face. Do not yeah. get emotionally invested in a fucking car. That's what I did, Steve. I was just like, oh, I really like it. You know, I was just, oh, it handles so great. And he like took oh, us. Yeah. And he, yeah. dude, I just, I just fell into every single, like, you know me. If any, I'm, I'm guessing, Steve, that I, out of all the people you know, I have to be in like the top three, I'm guessing. You know a lot of people. The top three people that just goes, here is everything about myself in a sentence, right? Like, I wear my heart on my, on my sleeve. You wear your heart on your sleeve, yes. And, uh, you know. You just know what I'm thinking at all times. I just blurt it out and I always say too much. And I'm thinking that's what I did. So, of course, there wasn't really going to be any negotiation fee. This guy was like, oh, no, he'll call back. He wants this car so badly. Oh, and by the way, I was looking for a certain color and uh, they don't have it in town. So to get this color, I'm going to have to put a little pressure on these guys because they want they were trying to do the whole, well, we can get it from another town but it's going to run like $1,500 for the, the delivery fee and blah blah I'm like well no let me just go get it oh it doesn't work that way insurance purposes and such and okay all right so they're not going to call me back I know they're not so then I decided to try another place because everyone that I've talked to says well sir if you're looking for a car you should go out of town maybe Los Angeles area and because they give better deals there so I said, all right, let me, let me do a little investigation into this. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I called Santa Monica Subaru, Subaru Santa Monica. Okay. And I'm not, this is not a plug. There's a guy there. I fuck him. His name is Kenneth <laughs> Chang. Okay. He's a dealership there. He's uh, one of the dealers there. Kenneth Chang. This is my experience with Ken Chang, Steve. So I, I cold call him, right? And I'm like, hey, I, I just want to speak to a, uh, someone in sales. I get Kenny. Ken gets on the phone. And um, this is not like part of his critique. But he, he was a little hard to understand. He had broken, broken English. We got through fine. But we established that we're going to go ahead and uh, handle some of the transactions, some of the you know, quick questions and things like that through text. I have no problem with that. It's quick. It's easy. And you get off the phone quicker because you never were on the phone, right? But with the, as you know, Steve, with a dealer, you probably want to be on the phone more because questions pop up. And yeah. there's the whole haggling process and whatnot, right? So this fucking guy, I get as far as the application, past the credit app and all that stuff. And he's like, okay, so let's make an appointment for Monday. I said, uh, all right, but I have questions. So let me, let me, uh, you know, I'm trying to do this through the text. And he's just not answering me. And he just goes on and on. And, he, and then he finally gets back and it's like a one word answer. And I'm like, dude, I need, I need questions. I need questions answered. I'm not driving three and a half hours to go, eh, never mind. You know what I'm saying? No. No, I don't have that kind of time. So I'm starting to get frustrated because he's not answering my questions. Right. So I, I go, hey, listen, I want to have a conversation with you. I'd like, do you guys, you want to sell a car? I would, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Can I set up a time to call you? Yeah. His answer to me via text was no. And then here. So basically he's telling me, no, it's all through text. Jeez. And I'm like, you know, I fuck this guy. So I just decided to call the number that it was coming from. And he picks it up 
And I go, hey, man, um, trying to buy a car here. Is this how we're, is this the kind of transaction we're going to? I'm, I'm already in my head. I'm like, I'm not going to deal with these guys, but I, I'm pissed now, right? Yeah. You're so, agitated. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off. And I'm like, dude, are we going to do this or not? Because I'm not having a good experience here. You know, I'm trying to talk to you. You're, you're, you're like keeping me in like text prison. What is going on here, man? Do you want to sell this car or not? I have, you know, I have everything I need. And by the way, don't say that either. Don't tell them what you're going to do. I have this much to put down. Another thing I failed on, Steve. Yeah. I was just throwing things. So this was a good experience, but it was a frustrating experience. So anyway, I'm like telling this guy, like, let's, are we going to do this or not? And he just goes, he cuts me off mid sentence. He's like, all right, well, 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 okay. What what do you want? What do you want to talk about? What do you got? Oh, no, I'm done. And I went, (laughs) I said, uh, I said, look, dude. And I think in my head, which I don't even know if this is possible now, but in my head, I'm just driving and I'm trying to have this conversation because I'm pissed. But I think what I was trying to do is in my in my head, because I wanted the car so bad, I'm like, well, I'll try and get the deal and then I'll just give it to somebody else. I'll talk to his manager. Or, so I don't yeah. know what I'm thinking. Ken was not getting my uh, Kenneth Chang. All right. Subaru Santa Monica. Don't go to that fuck. But um, I said, yeah, th- this is not, this is not working out, man. I ha- Again, I said, I have this amount of money. I want it for this price. By the way, a friend of mine had given me a quote. I forgot to tell you this part. A friend of mine had given me a quote that she had gotten from the Fresno Subaru. And mm-hmm. I said, can you beat this? And I said, I don't have the hard copy. I was under the impression that they could look this kind of shit up. I didn't know. I was, I was asking ignorantly. And I told him everything that I needed or that I thought he needed. Like, I don't have this. It was at this dealership. It was this person. Can you beat this price? Yes. You bet your ass we can beat. You know how that is. We can do anything. Uh, we can do anything. Right? Uh, it was done in Kenneth Chang uh, tone. So it was just you know, like one word answers and shit. So I passed the credit. He's like, all right. Can you come down? This is where we, I, I get back to this. Can you come down on Monday? Um, I just want you to put down a $500 deposit so we'll hold the car because my manager thinks that, you know, you're just going to take this quote and leave and uh, take it back to Fresno. So now the manager, like it didn't need to be said. I kind of know how it works, but it's like, okay, so now we're starting this off on a uh, sense of distrust. But okay. I said, listen, um, as I told you, I don't have the, uh, or he goes, he goes um, by the way, I need the quote in paper. And I said, but I told you I don't have the, co- the quote in paper. I'd explained all of that to you before we even started this process. And you were like, yeah, let's go for it. He's like, yeah, well, my manager says that um, his manager's a dick, apparently. Says, um, I can't do this for you because you don't have a paper quote. And I said, but you Yeah, exactly. And I said, but your manager, okay, I, I understand what you're saying. But, you know, by the last conversation, how that went, doesn't really matter if you're if we have the quote or not, because your manager was willing to let this car go at that price, regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like whether or not the quote was there, he was saying, yes, I am. I am willing to sell this car at this price. Do you want to sell the car? Well, he doesn't want to do it. Thank you for your time, Ken. And that was it. And so then I just, it just left a, like a bitter oh, taste dude. in my mouth. Right. Jesus. So then, and I'm, I'm going to make this quote. I'm, I don't want to like take the whole podcast up talking about my car experience, but God damn it. So I'll give you the short version. I decided, okay, I'm still really wanting the Subaru. I am going to go to San Luis Obispo, maybe Sacramento. I'm going to test drive some cars and I'm just going to get it there. And then I decided to start looking at a different car just for the sake, for shits and giggles. And then I got confused because it was a Toyota, the Toyota. Uh, have you seen those hybrid RAV4s that are out? Oh, yeah. Dude, oh, those, yeah. those are sick. They're nice. They are really, really nice. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll get this now. And this, I'm going to stop the story and just say that after all of this back and forth and looking at different cars and stuff, I've, I've taught myself something. Um, I'm not quite re- even though I am monetarily ready to get a car. It's one of those things where like you don't just have to do it just because you can. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I've waited this long to get a car. 
I'm going to do a little bit more research and um, see what see what I can come up with. Maybe something that just as cool, not new, maybe maybe a used car. I'm back to used Carville now. What? Why? Okay. Why? Money. Money is the big thing. Money is the big the biggest. So San Luis cannot match the price. It's not a matter of of them matching it. In fact, I haven't even called San Luis. I was just going to go down there for the day because it's such a nice place. Go get some chowder. You know what I mean? Hang out with 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 my lady. No, man. I just decided that um, I'm also trying to get a house. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm thinking. You know what? I'm just going to get a cheaper car for now. Okay. And then pay that off. Get the house, and then maybe in like a year or two, go back to looking for a new car. I think that's what I'm gonna do. It makes all the sense in the. That's the. It's not as fun though, Steve, because I was so excited about it, and and I did the thing where I was like, "Hey guys, what color should I get?" You know, doing that kind of shit. Starting. You can still do this, mind you. True. True. So I I don't know how that changed. (laughs) You get a used version. Used Subaru Outbacks are hard to get if you're looking for something like a 2020. The 2019 and the 2020, that's where the model change happens. Yeah. And uh, there's just no 2020s out there right now. When they do become available in probably like a year or two, they're all going to be like the, uh, what do they call them? Fleet cars? Rental cars, I guess? Well, have you checked uh, uh, Marketplace? Well, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to, I'm at this point now. So now I'm going to start looking around for a used car, I think. But a nice used car. You know what I mean? this is good news then. This is good news. 2019 maybe 2018 i don't know yeah good this is good news dan but now i start all over with my research because i don't want to just go and say oh well i got a used car so that's better like i have to this is the part i hate because there's a lot of there's a lot of jargon there i'm not a car guy steve never have been so when it's like oh well you get the xle with the no 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 no. go on reddit threads go to ask a mechanic i'm aware what car should i be yeah Yeah. that don't do any of that that's the research you is it they know, oddly enough, certain threads, that's what led me to, like, I know what daily I'm thinking of now because I go there and be like, oh, I like this car. And I'll go on there. They're like, do not buy this car because it has these issues unless you want to yeah. tinker with it yourself. So exactly. You're fine. So you're that's fine. what I'm saying. I'm just starting out researching again. And I'm going to take my time with it. Like I said, I've gone this long. I know I can do it now. Why, why rush something? You know, it's like, it's like the first time you, you have sex after a long time. You're just all excited. Just like, oh man, let's do this right now. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry about that. I just got excited. And now you're ready for the long haul. Exactly. But now I'm ready. Just give me like, a, you know, give me a little bit. Give me 15 minutes and it's go time. So that's what's going on. I'm taking 15 minutes in the form of a week doing some research. Maybe two weeks, maybe a month. I don't know. But I'm going to research this. I'm going to make the right decision for myself. So I hope that, I, I know this isn't like entertainment. This isn't to talk. We're not talking about movies or, or dick jokes or anything like that. But this is Heroes of Noise, and we talk about whatever we want. And maybe someone out there can get something from this experience. Don't do what I did. Don't rush things. If you got money and you're a G and you, it's not a big deal, how about it, right? But I'm I the, would, at where I work, I'm the poor guy. You know what I'm saying? I would go to San Luis anyway because they have used vehicles on the lot. So I would just go to San Luis just see. You know, just it's a good trip. Yeah, it don't cancel that. No, no, no. I I don't think we're gonna do it this weekend. But like I oh, said, we're okay. slowing things down now. So. And there's all there's other little things that are going on around me that these people don't need to know because it's boring stuff. But anyway, uh, I'm just going to take my time with this. And eventually I'll take that trip. And uh, maybe I won't. Maybe I won't for a used car. I don't know. There's plenty of used cars in Fresno. Maybe I'll just do that. I'm just glad you're in the used situation because that's a wise purchase. Uh, I know. And I knew it was then. 
But God damn it. You know how it is? Like, I'm sure you do oh, because you bought a yes, new car. I, yes. You're telling, I'm telling you from where I'm at. I got emotionally invested, dude. That's what it was. Yes. Yes. But it was just so funny because I really thought I was like doing a good job. Like, this, this was a good transaction. This didn't feel like I was getting pressured or anything. And the reason that it didn't feel like I was getting pressured is because like I had all this information, like the cliffs notes of what you're supposed to go over in the car in the, when you're bargaining and all that stuff, I was given all this information out at the wrong time. So this dude already, like I showed him my hand, you know what I mean? So he knew what was going on. So yeah, this is a learning, learning situation. You're and you're going to do fine. It's going to be, and and if, uh, you know, if you need me to look around for you, I am more than happy. I have time. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and put you on that, Steve. Just keep sending me things. Yeah, for I'm if, take if, you you got, if you give me the years, if it's just nineteen twenty, I will. I guarantee I'll find something. It's 19, just really like it. I want a nineteen twenty yes. Model T. Nineteen <laughs> twenty. Why nineteen twenty? You meant twenty twenty, right? No, no, no. Either twenty nineteen or oh, gotcha. Okay, there we go. Understood. All right. <laughs> Hi, everybody. We're back. I'm sorry. Just having fun. <laughs> I thought you were joking. I was like, he knows what I mean. Hey, you do this to me all the time, man. I'm just making sure. <laughs> and, and, and you would be lying if you said you didn't know what I meant. You just want to correct me while we're recording. No, 1920 is what you would say in a car lot. 1920. You'd be like, I want something like 1920. They're like, oh, he obviously doesn't mean 1920. I, no, so- I get, get you. In a car lot, but you're talking to me on a microphone, just talking about you, 1920 dude, and used cars. An At this, the way you're thinking now, you're a your car lot, dude. You've been so diving into this. You're you're pretty much that person now. Oh. You live on websites. You've spent hours on them going and going and going and accidentally going back to websites you've already been to. I have friends that are telling me to get a Tesla. Oh, Jesus. And they're my rich friends. And oh, and they just don't fucking get it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, listen, there are people out there that are just living moderate, you know, um, middle class, such as myself, that buy Teslas and things like that. I get it. It's cool. And I understand the efficiency and I understand the long term gain with it. And as far as not, um, you know, no gas, I, I get all of that. I really do. But these fucking cars are expensive, super expensive. So it's fine. If you can afford that, great. You know what? I will say, honestly, without getting into all my personal business, two, three years from now, I'll probably be able to afford one, too. I got a little wait time at my work, and it's taken – It's anyway, I'll just go ahead and continue, Steve. What I'm trying to say is that uh, these people are in cults. These fucking Tesla people are in cults. Absolutely. They just sit behind their fucking car like like the May Queen. Or whatever the hell. (laughs) I just picture them with a bunch of flowers and shit on their head, just smiling, staring at their fucking iPad in the middle of their dashboard, and they have you have to name your car apparently. Yeah, and and I'm not knocking it. It's pretty cool. Like no, no, it's dope. But if you if you live in Fresno, you have to have that thing shipped to where a Tesla, the nearest Tesla's place is to fix your car. Yeah, and this car that I was looking at, they uh, they texted me a picture. And it's a really nice car. And it's the, oh God, I want to, is it the model? It's not like the, the super, super dope one. Oh, you actually started looking at Tesla? No, they texted me a picture of their car. Just get, oh, just get this. Okay. Just get this. You know, biggie. like I'm going to be very, um, very local right now. But then we live in on Van Ness extension and shit telling me, just get this. Just get that. Like, I don't live on fucking Van Ness extension. All right. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a little bitter about the whole card thing, but it was just like <laughs> this conversation that I was having with this. It was just like, well, I have made this much money in my life. Therefore, you should have that same amount of money, too, was the conversation it was. And it, it became very like, I don't like this at all. I'm just going to go ahead and bail out. If you have a Tesla out there, I'm not hating on you if you have Teslas, ladies and gentlemen. If you have no. a lot of money and stuff like that, I'm really not. It's just it was the conversation I had that kind of rubbed me the wrong way because it was like, I'm not going to take anything into consideration about your finances or anything like that. Just go get one, stupid. It was, it was, a, it was, I was annoyed, but I was already annoyed. So maybe that's what it was. You, you, it, this car thing has gotten you. Dude. Gotcha. Oh my they gosh. Gotcha. I hate it. Yeah. I fucking hate it. I think I'm just going to like get a, uh, I'm going to hire a rickshaw. I'm going to have someone just fucking, just, I'm going to just, I want a dude to pull up with a rickshaw and I'm going to get in it and I'm just going to be like, yeah, mule. And then he just goes. You're just done. And, and, and the thing is, um, it's it's not fun. I remember when I was shopping for the for my car, I, it wasn't fun, but I think it helped when they were just like, always remember, you are the driver in this thing. Yeah. Go on to the lot knowing you're the driver. The problem with that is what they don't tell you is being the driver, when you ask for something, they'll get it for you. So they need to expand on that driver. They'd be like, yeah, I asked for this and they brought it. Now I'm paying for it. I'm like, yeah, that's not what I, that's not what I meant at all. I'm like saying... You're the driver being like, you can just walk off the lot if you don't like the deal because they'll do whatever you want. For sure. Until the price hits and just be ready to walk. Another thing, too, is, um, oh, my God, there's just so many things, actually, is like take into consideration what your insurance is going to be with this new car, you know, Um, and another and another thing. Yeah, that's another thing I thought of, too, because it's not so much that I can't afford insurance, but I also have. um kids that need insurance and things like that right now so it's uh i'm really trying this is gonna be a big year for me and i'm financially and i'm trying to uh, negotiate this well if i was to do this at the beginning of the year it would jack a lot of things up throughout the year and you know also i wouldn't recommend you the, the tough thing about getting it even though you could but we have tough summers and being that you don't you like you don't park your car in the garage do you oh they would be getting parked in the garage oh, okay okay good yeah I'm not going to make that mistake, dude, and start getting oxidation on the... Oh, dude. You know, it has a moon roof, but I, I, it could be on the hood or wherever. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, but you're, you're fine. Man. Oh, oh one more thing. One, one more little thing I want to say. And again, if you're looking for a car and you're not an idiot like me, you've probably already done your research on this. But I wanted to keep my payment at a certain, like below a certain number, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those, those guys will try to get you there. But don't let them do the thing where they're like, oh, well, let's just extend it to 72 months. No. Because you no. know why? Because they didn't fucking take anything of the any of the added features off there. Always look at your added features. There's just so much shit that they try to sell you that you don't need. You know, yes. extended warranties. Um, what else? Uh, Scotchgard treatment, like like fabric treatment or leather treatment on your interior. Just all this shit. Like, a, for, like if you're getting a car and it has a fabric seats and they try to sell you scotch guard it's going to be like you know two three hundred dollars maybe five hundred dollars it literally is a fucking can of scotch guard that you can go to the store and get for probably like eight bucks or something like that be careful man don't let them stretch out your your um your annual payments just because like it's going to match that number because they're not doing anything for you they're just extending that shit over time i don't like it it's dirty it is an interesting beast and it takes the best out it takes the most out of the best of us it's it's a draining dude. Yeah, I'm drained by the whole thing. I'm done talking about it now though, Steve. I just wanted to that's been my week, like in one way, shape, or form. That and then of course, you know what? Um, let's just go ahead and make it an even more unheroes of noise like show, at least uh, if you're not listening to Patreon. 
we had an inauguration that happened this week. We had a, uh, we actually had a peaceful transfer of power this week, and that consumed me quite a bit too. I didn't know you were. I didn't know you were watching, dude. I have been glued. <laughs> I, I honestly. By the way, if you guys are listening to us for the first time, this is not going to turn into a Trump bash situation or anything like that. Uh, it totally could, but it won't this time. What I'm trying to say is that I personally did not realize how consumed I was in the news, particularly over the last few months. I mean, I, actually, I could say the last four years, but more importantly, these last few months uh, post-election of all mm-hmm. the crazy shit that's gone on, you know, January 6th, the storming of the Capitol. All of this combined with just crazy ass transactions with people on social media where you thought they were normal. They're not normal. They're crazy. Uh-huh. They think some crazy shit. And, and anyway, it's, it's been a very stressful situation for me, though I didn't really realize that I was like stressed out about it. I was just super, super into it. And uh, it was weird. It just it, like inauguration day, watching that whole thing. I, you didn't watch any of it, right? I didn't watch any of it, no. Yeah, man. I watched the whole thing from basically from the time I got up literally until the end of the night when they, they did yeah. the concert. I yeah. didn't do shit on Wednesday. My my, <laughs> I was planning on getting like day drunk and celebrating, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hang out. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch a little history get made. And uh, I will say that it, that was a fantastic day of viewing right there, man. And, and something's happened where I'm not the kind of person where it's like, oh, well, 2020 has gone. So we're in 2021 now. COVID's gone. It's not that kind of situation. Or we just got this new president. So everything's better. It's not that. But what happened was as I'm watching, obviously a, a very biased channel, you know, I mean, it's like MSNBC, but I'm like, I'm watching this, everything play out throughout the day. It was a beautiful moment because it's like, you know, you're used to seeing all these people out there in the in front of the Capitol while the president does an inaugural speech. And of course, we couldn't have that because of COVID and everything. So in my head, it's like I'm 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 expecting there to be an argument about like a or or like a tweet about the numbers and all that kind of shit that's just like so trivial it doesn't even matter. And what ended up happening was it was like a just a nice transfer of power. And everyone really like just bought even like Fox News for a little bit bought into just the whole like, let's just enjoy this moment of calmness. You know what I mean? And uh, something happened where like I watched the concert. This is a, kind of besides the like what I'm talking about. But uh, what are your thoughts on Demi Lovato? Be real. I have none. None at all. Have you, you have nothing to compare to her voice or anything? Like nothing. That? I've never heard her. Bru- I got to tell you something. This girl has. I mean, I've known this for years. She was a Disney person. And I remember taking my daughter to see the Jonas Brothers, and she opened up for the Jonas Brothers. She must have been, I don't know, maybe 18, maybe. And this girl has pipes, bro. Like, she can sing the shit out of anything. Anyway, her and, like, I think it was, like, Katy Perry or something were, like, the closers of the concert. And there's just a bunch of different people. There's Foo Fighters and um, Bruce Springsteen, you know, a bunch of people. Jennifer Lopez, but she was in the daytime. But it was kind of funny to see all of the, uh, all of the celebrities that have returned you know what I mean? That want to help yeah. celebrate because yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think during the Trump administration or inauguration, rather, it was like uh, like Kenny Chesney and and like a high school marching band, and it it was nothing. I mean, you might as well yeah. throw Kid Rock in there, you know. But it was it was just nice to see everyone celebrating again. And of course, you know, the power of editing makes everything all nice and emotional. But th- there was this uh, one particular performance where Demi Lovato was singing "Lovely Day," and she did a she fucking nailed like she killed it. Dude. She did it. And a matter of fact, oh my god, I just forgot my man's name. Uh, who sings "Lovely Day," bro? He just died. Oh my god! You should have told. You should, if you wouldn't have said it, I would have just been rocking. I know. Out. Anyway, I'm not just if you you yeah. know look it up, Google it, guys. Yeah. But she. It's going to come to me in just a second, but uh, of course. I think 
she did a okay whenever he goes a lovely day it's one yeah. note there's nothing fluctuating it is just yeah bill withers thank you i think she nailed it dude i think she did a better version of that song but it doesn't really matter like i'm not it's not a matter of uh you know, winning a contest or something like that. But that combined with all these videos of like healthcare workers and people just like singing along and celebrating and shit like that. It just felt nice, dude. It kind of felt like, and this isn't, uh, I don't know if you're going to get this reference, but it felt like the <laughs> kind of felt like the end of the uh, return of the Jedi. Like everyone was just celebrating and shit. Like the fucking Ewoks were dancing. The death star blew up and it was just this <laughs> nice little moment of like, ah, I don't, this probably won't last very long. But it was just nice to to have people kind of be in the illusion of unity, I guess you could say. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just nice. Mm-hmm. It was a nice moment for me. And I got very emotional about that. It was nice. It, and then in the in the days past, it's like, um, let me give you another metaphor. You know how like, you used to go to the water park? You went to the water park back in the day, right? I did. Okay. So do you remember being in the water park all day long? All day long. Mm-hmm. Or maybe swimming or something like that. And then at night when you're a little kid, you get in bed. You're laying there. And like it kind of feels like your body's still moving with the the waves. Do you know what I'm talking about? I have not had that. No. What I'm trying to say is, I'm so used to like looking at my Twitter or something and seeing what craziness was going to happen from second to second, minute to minute, whatever, day to day. And it's like I don't have to do that shit anymore. At least for now, to that degree. We yeah. have we have a guy in the office now, whether you like him or not, that I personally feel is going to do the best he can in four years. I, I believe the man is going to try. I don't think that Democrats are perfect. I don't think Republicans are perfect. I think that this man will try his best. And he's got so much to fucking handle right now. But I feel way more confident in the fact that it's someone like this than our past quote unquote leader for obvious reasons. Like this is where it starts to get political. But I just, I don't know. I got to tell you, man, I'm, I'm enjoying this right now. I don't know about you. you. Obviously, you're not into it as much as I am. I know you're very political, but like you're not paying attention to this part of it very much and good for you but it's nice to be able to not always want to look at the news. And this is a new thing for me. And it's just like this reflexive thing where I'm like, I should be doing this. And I'm like, Oh, I don't have to. Kind of nice. And by the way, it's also nice to have a, uh, have you seen the new uh, press sec? Yes. Jen Saki. Yeah. What do you think of her, man? I have, I've only seen bits and pieces, but I would say that she is a competent press secretary. Yeah, man. It's nice to have a little class back in the, in the uh, press conferences and stuff like that. And, and, not uh, someone leaving the podium with like cameras snapping, but wait, but wait, what the, you know, <laughs> like, like, you know, she, she comes out like a G yeah. dude and she's nice yeah. and she dresses everybody. And she's not, you know, she's, um, she appears non-biased in the way that she speaks to people and she gives everyone their time and she handles questions that are a bit of a challenge to her. She addresses, Hey, you know, we're not always going to agree, but we're always going to level with you. We're always going to be like, they're really into transparency right now for, or at least, you know, DC's version of transparency. But um, it's just nice, man. She's got a lot of class and it's just nice to to know that there are a lot of like fucking psychopathic people that are just gone. <laughs> I love it. So, all right, I'm done. I think I've taken, I have probably monopolized way too much of the show and I apologize. No, I'm actually happy that you're, I'm happy that you're, 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 ex- because I just didn't, I would, I, I forgot that it was happening because for me, it's been such a, well, he's president in my brain. He was president already. Right. I had forgotten it was happening until someone texted me a photo of um, Michelle and Kamala Harris fist bumping. And I was like, oh, that is today. But I was already in the middle of stuff. I was like, well, I can't do it. To, I'm not going to even get in because I was already in a good mood. That made me in a better mood 
And I was like, there's nothing that I could see today that will make me even feel better. So I'm just like, I'll just leave it at that. The fist bump of Vice President Harris and who, Michelle. I'm, I'm, that's it. I'm good. <laughs> Man, she was, whew, I did see the walk-in, though. Man, did Barack win. He looks, dude, she looks so good with a mask on. Like, everyone there has some serious, I'm not one of these people that are like, what were they wearing? But everyone yeah. looked good as fuck that day. Everyone was stylish. It was nice, man. It was a very nice. I don't think I've ever paid that much attention to an inauguration before. I did pay attention to Trump's inauguration, and I was very celebratory. And I did watch the um, the inaugural speech of first time Obama was elected. I mean, I, I paid attention is what I'm saying, but I've yeah. never paid as much attention as I did this time around with the whole just how everything just kind of you know on the surface sort of flipped overnight. But to think that it made like this big shockwave that changes everything, of course, would be a, a really unrealistic and stupid. It changes thing. a lot. I mean, like the executive orders that he canceled, yes. that changes a lot of stuff for a lot of, I saw some, some discussion where it's like, well, it could be more, but when you see someone like Ilhan Omar being like, dude, this is a game changer. This Muslim ban thing, this is a game changer. Yeah. And I know people were mad because she, She's super on the left, and people on the left obviously was like, well, it's not enough. But she's like, you know what? Whatever. For me, this is just. And I'm like, yeah, let her have her moment, dude. She's happy. She doesn't have to be fighting him all. Like, she's not even, it's not like that. But it's like, just to get something done, you don't have to be a contrarian. Just enjoy the moment. And I do wish I would have, I didn't know, um, who, who did I there was oh I was I looked at her picture I was like Garth Brooks was there yeah man Garth's on the right side of things no pun intended I I knew he was on the right side of things one day when I was watching uh Justin Timberlake do I got friends in low places on live on stage and he was like I don't think I can hit this as well can I get some help and he came out I was like oh he's fun and he came out in like work clothes with like a flannel on. I'm like, oh, this guy came from home to this stadium. And was like, sure, why not? Can I tell you, man, um, I know I've told you this before, but there's just always been something about Garth Brooks as a person that I've liked. I am not a country fan. I know a few of his songs and I've already told the story, but I went to that concert. And uh, just because it was like, I've always wanted to see what the spectacle was about Garth Brooks. Everyone yeah. just, and he's huge. He's fucking massive. If you think he's, about you it. Do. like, yes. I, I understand to put him with this other person here, you're going to go, no, 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 no. But I know, you know what I'm talking about when I say it, like there's people, there's Michael Jackson, there's Stevie wonder. There's this, when it comes to country, there's Garth Brooks. So you got to at oh, least absolutely. lump him in there. Right. He's like Elvis for a lot of people. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So going to that concert, dude, I get it. Like, I fucking get it. I didn't know any of the songs except for like Friends in Low Places and all that. You know, the, the, the ones that you go, oh, I've heard the song before, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily listen to this. Uh, I totally yeah. get it. That man commands the crowd. I will go see him again if he ever comes through. That's how fucking good he was. And it was just kind of, it was kind of cool to have him there. You know what I mean? Because I know that there's, um, I'm sure some of his associates are probably not on the same page as him. Oh, dude, I, 99.9% of them are. Right. The, I, I remember when he went to, what was it, Chris Gaines? Oh, yes. Yeah. He did he that Joaquin Phoenix thing. shit. Yeah. And I thought, now looking back, I was like, oh, he was tired of country. I think he was legit tired of country music. Well, I don't know if he was tired of it, but I got the impression it's like, you know, I've done this. 
you know, Jordan conquered basketball. Now he's playing baseball. Maybe I can just try a different genre. I'll dip my toe in the water and I'll use this whole Chris Gaines thing. It's kind of a goof. You know, if it if it doesn't work, it just disappears. And if not, maybe I can jump off, plat, you know, like use that as a jumping platform to recreate myself or something like that. And I, unfortunately, I just don't think it worked. I think you really, realized quickly, like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to stick with this Garth thing. It's not easy. Like, I think a lot of people try to do the um, Sergeant Pepper's Only Heart Club band, where it's just like, we're going to call ourselves something else. That is not that 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 is a, an inhuman thing to be able to make a, a an album in the voice of someone else and still make hits off of that album. And I think he tried it. He probably still went grip a platinum because it was people knew who it was. He still, he still probably did well, but it's just the review. Sure, of that they know. Good. Yeah, exactly. They know who it is. They were going to buy it anyway. Yes, but that's a hard. That's like not many people in history have done a concept album that was successful. And obviously you point to Sergeant Pepper. That's what you point to. Like they did it. I'm like, yeah, but they are, they are not humans of this world. These are not human beings. These are, um, you know, these are. These are celestial beings that just happened to chosen our planet to. It's funny because I I remember clowning. Like I clown Ringo uh, because I'm like, anybody could have played in the first few years. But toward the end, he was also in the celestial being situation when he started going like stuff like that i'm like that made the song like that made that song and i was like you know i can't hate on him anymore but yeah chris Gaines tried to do that and you know what i gotta give him props for even trying to do that because man was it a because i was in high school no like junior high maybe freshman i'm not even a freshman in high school that's not about right came out and I was like, because everyone, no one in my school, oddly enough, it wasn't a country school in a Royal Grandy. It was, it was Backstreet Boys, not Backstreet Boys, what are the names? New Kid on the Block, Nirvana, and Metallica. Those were the three that were running that school, you know, and then hip hop for us, NWA and all that stuff. But no one was really into Garth Brooks, but people did buy that album. They didn't like country, but they bought Chris Gaines. And I think they thought, oh, maybe he's doing, you know, maybe he's going to be, but they didn't like it. But yeah, you, it, he, he tried something new, more power to him. Did you ever hear but, it? Uh, yeah, I did. I, because I had to, it was in the bus. And I was like, in my brain, it was as bad as what country music is in my head. It's just like, yeah, it's, I didn't like him, but now I like him. Even if I don't like his music, I like him. I remember there's a Good Morning America clip of uh, Denzel when he did that um, lawyer movie where he's a, the lawyer with the fro. I forgot the name of that movie. Um, I know what you're anyway. talking about. Yeah, like Israel, something Israel. Anyway. Um, Israel he, something Esquire. Yeah, I know what you're talking yes, about. Yes, yes. Dude, so he gets on the panel and people are like, yeah, you did a really good job. And it was Garth Brooks with a guest host. And he's like, so I saw it with my kids last night. And the way you, like, he broke down scenes. And, and Denzel was looking at him like, huh, you're really into my work. <laughs> I was like, look at Garth being a Denzel. Like, dude, he was a Denzel fan. Like, when he walked on, I could tell that, that Garth was like, oh, my God, it's Denzel Washington. <laughs> yeah, man, that's not that hard to believe, though. You know, it's freaking Denzel. 
Yeah, he walks in and he's like, no, no, no. I just and everybody was like, good movie, liked it. No, he was wonderful. And he was just like, that scene where you had that look, the look that you were like intense. Like, and Denzel was like, yeah, that was what I was going for. Huh? Guy freaking Brooks over here. <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> This guy, look at looking at my booby behind cat right here, man. Good job. I'm dope, man. But yeah, uh, the the inauguration, I was I was very, and it was a good time. You know, it was a good moment in time for me, and and so seeing the pictures just elevated how I was feeling already, and I just didn't want to watch it. And you know, like you can't make me happier, so why would I watch it expecting? angels to descend from heaven when I'm fine right now where it is fist bump Michelle and vice president Harris that's all you have to show me if they would have come out done that and left I'd be like that's the best inauguration I've ever seen in my life what are your thoughts on the left not trying to at least come to some sort of unification to work towards this, the common goal like I think there's a lot of people that are just uh, still pissed about Bernie by the way funniest goddamn memes in the last 24 hours ever um, you know what I mean um, yeah and are they are they wanted their independent to run and then nothing happened? You know, like they, they they don't like Democrats and I I get it, but what are your thoughts on people on the left not trying to come to some kind of common ground to make? I would work? say um, it's to their own. Uh, here's the thing: um, the one thing that the uh, unfortunately a big group of the left has is cynicism. You know, when you, they hear good news, they're like, yeah, but we'll see. Yeah. I'm like, or you can celebrate it now. You can say, oh, goodness, this is a good thing. Even when they read good news, like, well, he did this. Yeah, but he could have done this. Now, I think that's all fine and dandy. That's not a problem if you were like the right. Because the right will throw fire and hell and brimstone. But when they get their nominee, they line up. Yeah. Lots if you of can do that, then fine. The problem is the left can't. As soon as they get their nominee, it's still hell and brimstone. So it never unifies behind anybody. So if you can't do that, it's going to be fractured. And technically, those on the left are never going to get the they're never going to get the nominee they want because it's too fractured. What what happened was, and it's it, what when when Clyburn came out for Biden and all the black folks came to the polls because they like Clyburn, the left immediately said he's a sellout. They don't know how that plays to black people. That's a lot of black people that voted for that dude. Even if you don't agree with his politics, they don't know that that means something to them. They're like, oh, you think we're too dumb to understand what we're doing. No, we just want, we understand that what America is capable of and we want a safe choice. Someone made a great point. They're like, look, when you're on fire, you don't want to try some brand new concoction. You just want water. And unfortunately, in this situation, Bernie was a brand new concoction and people just wanted water. Black folks were like, look, we just want a safe bet because we need him out of office. We don't want to roll dice. You know what I'm saying? We don't want, and some people will disagree, some people will agree, but that's what it was. They're like, we need a safe bet that this insane man is out. And Biden was the safe bet because he still had the smell of Obama on him. Yep. Still that little scent of Obama on him. And so it was just enough to knock him out. And so maybe next time around they do roll the dice and be like, now let's try, try something new. But if they don't, the left has to find new language, new new ways of doing things, because the cynicism is just going to drive people like myself. Like, I won't even call myself a leftist. I will call myself, uh, I will, I even though 99.9% .9 of what I agree with, they agree with too. The cynicism, I cannot abide. Yeah. I cannot abide with the cynicism. And so I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to say that I'm, I'm 
um, when someone's like, are you left-leaning? I'm like, well, ask me some questions about what I believe. And then you tell me what you, because in your brain, you may think it's a whole different thing. Like I could say, I'm left-leaning. Well, do you believe in ca- capitalism? Yes, I do. Well, then you're not. That could be somebody's opinion. Whereas, you know, if someone has hope, like, just ask me questions of which, then, then, then that'll be a better uh, uh, litmus test of where I stand. But I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a leftist at this point. It's just too much cynicism. And Would you consider yourself a Democrat? No. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm the same way too. Uh, I think I a lot of people there. like to, especially you know, lately, the past couple of years, last few years, if you are in disagreement with what was going on with that current with the the administration at the time, I don't even like to say the name anymore. It's fantastic with the administration at the time. They were automatically just calling you like you know either a liberal or Democrat. Usually, they're just lumping you in with like Democrats, and that's the thing I kept trying to tell people. It's like I'm not really. I don't consider myself Democrat. It's just. I believe in what I believe and I believe in being in the best way we can being like a fucking normal human being. That's not cruel. Like I don't believe in uh, worshiping supervillains. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't believe in that. Yeah. And and that's the, I would say that the, the hard part in this next, there's two problems. The two things that are going to happen are a, um, the left has, has, has concocted and raised these dragons right now and are shocked that they're now spitting fire and dividing. They have power. These crazy people on the left, quote unquote left, are now dividing because you gave them all this power. That's what you did and you're shocked. The second one is the racism on the left. We already know Republicans are racist. We already know that because that's what they run on. But the racism on the left is more insidious because, not even more insidious, the racism on the is more covert because they don't believe they can be. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. When they, When I say that Black people voted for for Biden because they didn't know any better. It's true. And it's like, you don't see how that's a problem? No, we just need to educate them better on their voting. And I'm like, oh, no. It's going to be, oh, no. Because Black folks see past that. People of color say, well, the Hispanic community just needs to be educated so they know to vote for Bernie. I'm like, do you know how that sounds to most people, Jay, mm-hmm. when you are telling them they need to be educated. You don't understand. They're just all ignorant and they don't know anything. Exactly. That stuff. Yes, and I you see it. it all the time. I understand. And I'm like, you don't see how that's a bad thing? And that's going to be the dividing line, too, where people are just like, I don't like you and I don't like you. Democrats are right in the middle. I'll just go safely with them. And the left is going to always be just baffled by how do we not gain How are we not gaining power? I'm like, you don't see how you talk. You really legitimately don't see when someone is like, hey, this Hispanic person didn't get uh, uh, didn't get this because he was Hispanic or she was Hispanic. They'll come in and be like, or it's just a class issue. I'm like, what do you think that says to them? That, oh, if I was rich, I would feel no racism. Once I'm wealthy, racism goes. It's all good. No, they're like, oh, you can, when you tell me it's not racism, it's class, you're saying, oh, trust me, I know. And it looks gross. And let me tell you, it's going to start, it, it's going to start being, and it's so funny because of what we watched this week, mm-hmm. what we watched, how you see the different versions of how you go about the fight and how. Um, you're like, well, I believe this and I believe that and I believe this. If you if you magnify that and ex- or if you just make this a huge, massive thing and times it by 10, oh, dude, I don't see a left 
humongous coalition. I mean, you even see AOC, you even see the squad. They're under, they're like, look, go Biden. And people get mad. I'm like, you know what? Because they understand when they actually made it to office, they understood, oh, this is how it works. This is how you get things done. I can't just call him a sellout and a this and a that and a this and expect to be able to make things work with him. All we can do is push him. When he says, I want to I want to um, uh, eliminate $10,000 of student debt, immediately it's like, that's not enough. True. But then when you say, that's nothing, that's not enough. You've just changed the whole conversation now. Yeah. You're saying 10000 ain't nothing? Well, then... What if if that's the whereas AOC and them are just like we need to push it to fifty? They're not saying it's nothing. They're like, okay, that's a good starting point. We need to just move it up and move it up. But that I don't think the left is there yet. That's why they're they're turning on AOC now. And I'm like, if you turn on her, if you turn on her, then who is good enough? Right. The most popular person, arguably in Congress. You're going to turn on her when she's the most popular person and closest to your beliefs. This is what we're doing. Okay. I think a lot of people okay. just view, and I know this isn't anything, this isn't breaking new ground, Steve, but I think a lot of people view her as a threat, like a, just a massive threat. Oh, there's no, it, it, here's the thing. Cause if she says, you know what? Biden did a good thing today. It doesn't matter how many people on Twitter is like bull crap. Her voice is huge. If I honor Preston says Biden did a good thing today, no matter how many lessons go crazy, I honor Preston's voice is huge. Same with Ilan Omar. Same with now Jamal Bowman. His voice, their voices are massive. And look, dude, they're, they're understanding that, yes, we're disappointed in some of the things that this person has done, but we think we can pull them to the left. And if you just, if you're just an endless cynic and you don't believe anything will ever get better, then why are you even involving yourself in politics? Just shut up and go sit somewhere and watch the world, quote unquote, burn. Get yourself a little juice box. Post up in Get the corner. Get yourself somewhere. a little juice box. That's it. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not cynical about the future. I think that it's going to be um, I think a lot of good things are going to happen if we if we actually look at what's going to happen. I mean, even that um, the new thing that he's like, you can't discriminate due to transphobia that's big for a lot of people if it doesn't well he could have done if it doesn't affect you it doesn't matter there's a lot of people walking even if it's three people walking around being like that just changed my life that little thing just changed my life quote unquote little to you just changed my life so um chill with the cynicism if you get your heart broken something didn't work out too well Dust yourself off, fight another day, and say, I'm still going to win. Don't sit there and be like, see, they never do what they... Like, dude, you're, you sound like a three-year-old. Go sit on the corner then and, and, and do whatever you need to do or fight. I think it's going to be really like scary for a lot of people on the right just because so much is changing overnight. You, dude, we just so talked about all those. I mean, dude, he did, yeah. he did so much in day one. And then on top of it, his cabinet looks so different now in comparison to the last administration where, quite honestly, it was just a sea of white faces. Now you've got people of color. You've got the first trans. What was it? The uh, was it Rachel Levine. Uh, it's it? crazy, dude. Everything uh, is different. Like, like, right, Levine, uh, health secretary, right? I can't remember. Is it a health secretary? Uh, I don't know. Well, anyway. Rachel Levine's there now. I mean, it's just the, the face of the administration has changed so much. And I think that that's 
horrific for some people. And it's just like, you know what? This is how it should be. Like there, there's, there's just never been a thing. Like racism has never been more prominent in my lifetime, in my lifetime than now. And that's me speaking ignorantly from a point of privilege. Do you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. but you know, I mean, I've dealt with it. I'm a person of color and everything like that, but you know what I'm getting at. And at least in my opinion, I don't think I've ever seen racism be so bad right now. And, and, so it's, it's, about media, to get worse. and it's gonna get worse. That's the thing oh, is that right now, dude. well, right now we're on honeymoon week. We're just uh we're we're parasailing. You know what I mean? We're going to have nice dinners with the, you know, we're Those checking out a nice, nice little show. Coming. Did you hear yeah. about that? The yeah, and that's the thing, but did you hear they're like turning against Trump now? Because he's not there. Because he's not there and he's weak. It doesn't because mean they're going there. away. You know, yeah. Yeah, they're they're still that's why I know <laughs> A lot of people, um, not a lot of people, but everyone I can talk to, I was like, instead of getting, uh, you're like, oh, I'm going to buy a gun. I'm like, can you fight yet? Well, no. I'm like, do that first. <laughs> Learn how to actually fight instead of getting up, having to run to your safe, do the combination, open set safe, load your gun and be ready. What if you just be like, you came to the wrong house and you turn off the lights and they're like, what the crap? <laughs> 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 like, what the lights should come out? That would be a great touch. Suddenly you're in a fucking Blumhouse movie. Exactly. <laughs> make, make them regret coming into your house. But if you get up and have to open a safe or open a kitchen, learn how to, like, let me tell you something. If you go into a dude that has a black belt in Muay Thai or a woman that has a black belt in Muay Thai or them or they, guess who's leaving hurt? You, dude. Those knees to the nose actually do damage <laughs> you can't recover quickly from that your brain goes into shock yeah, like yeah. did we just get into a car accident have you or? ever accidentally hit yourself in the nose just accidentally Dude. that's that's brutal could you imagine when it's that's, intentional like when a knee running start yeah. kicking <laughs> with the knee to the nose yeah uh-huh yeah. I, I didn't know how dangerous Muay Thai was. I saw, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to take, because I, I was deciding on a, a martial art. And I was like, maybe MMA, maybe this, maybe that. And I looked up Muay, Muay Thai. Uh-huh. And they were describing how it's just deadly. It's a de- It's not meant for games. This is an actual self-defense. Like, oh, no, it was meant to incapacitate people. And I looked on videos. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can see how. <laughs> <laughs> a liver kick, a strong liver kick can incapacitate you. I can see that now. And so, um, yeah, you just learn how to fight before you say, I'm going to buy a tank, an Uzi, a bazooka, and an AR-15. You're like, okay, all right, dude. Well, while you're while you're loading those things up and you're getting, you know, and you do or whoever comes in and ties you to the bed and you're like, if I would have gotten to that safe, though, whoo, you'd be in trouble. like, yeah, okay. More all people right. knew Muay Thai. There wouldn't have been the whole Richard Ramirez situation, bro. Listen, bro. Listen, bro. That's a crazy story, let, right? Let there. me tell you something. Let me. T- did I? T- you know, I lived through that in L.A. And I was make. I used to make fun of my mom for being so uh, paranoid when I was like, uh, no, I was nine. And now, as an and adult, she, you're like, oh yeah, she was. Oh she was my <laughs> god! I was like, oh mom, you were told, but I was like, but you still let me play outside. Yeah, mom, why didn't you do more? <laughs> Like anymore. <laughs> I get you out of the house. Have you heard you? <laughs> she was just like, at a certain point, you're like, fine, go. If you want to, fi- okay. Yeah. And, oh, the night stuff is going to get you. Watch, watch. I'm like, okay, okay, mom. But I was like, he was legit around us. She was like, yeah, that's why I didn't want you to go outside. But, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. 
on Netflix right now, they have the Night Stalker series, a uh, little mini series. Jesus on. Christ. And I've dude. only seen the first two episodes. So I don't really feel comfortable talking about it and reviewing it. And you can't. You can't. Well, I mean, you saw the whole thing, right? Yes. So, yeah. So you should be the one that does this. I can talk a little bit about it. I mean, I know the story. Well, that's what it's just more of that. I think the only thing that was shocking to me um, was number one, the amount of people. Like, Mm. I knew he was a problem in LA. And he did not discriminate. He did not. And the amount of, they're like, he would get two different houses in the same night. He was a, like, he was a monster in people's heads. And here's the second thing that kind of bugged me. And this is such nitpicky. I feel like the left now. This is a nitpicky thing. People are like, um, I believe there's evil and there's good. And he was just evil. I'm like, that is such a cop-out. He is a human being. And it's just scary to think that a human being can do this. He was a he broken human being. And he was doomed from the start. I don't know how much they went into it on this this new series. Oh, they did. They went fairly deep. But you know what? His upbringing wasn't as bad. Not saying to compare hurt. But you people have gone through things and been like, okay. I thought it was going to be like, oh, he was tied in the desert and fed cactus poison <laughs> for days at a time. Then I'm Very like, specific. okay. I can- Very specific. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be like that, but it was like, yeah, he had a rough childhood. But they were like, but he was always different. I was like, I remember kids that were always like, I think different, it- but, but you never think, uh, like, you know, later on when they, when they take, never, when they take photos of him and all that stuff and he comes out, they still say, oh, he's evil incarnate. I'm like, you touched him though. You handcuffed him. You can't say that this is some mythical evil being. He's a human and you don't want to associate yourself in the same species of this person. Yes, he's a human. And they could have been like, oh no, he was, I could see the devil in his eyes. I'm like, what a Well, I mean, if you're going to start throwing biblical terms, then yeah, it's all a bit silly. But Come on, it's, I it's see their, evil in his eyes. I'm it's like, their okay, blanket statement for whatever it is that, you know, when you think of evil, you think of a certain thing, you know, wicked. I don't know yeah. what exactly it is, but this guy, like I say, he's like freaking doing from the start, man. I mean, he's probably, I, th- I really do think that people are born defective when it comes to that sometimes. And that's not like a, that's not a genius thing. I just said, there are people that are just born and they have defects, you know? And I think that he definitely had that, but then you put like, I don't even know if it went into it on this one, but I did see something and it seemed like it wasn't that long ago. That was also on Netflix. And it was talking about his childhood and it was that uncle, you know, you're, you've got a kid that's adolescent prepubescent that is being shown pornography by his uncle. I believe it was his uncle and not only pornography, but well, it's still pornography, but it's like personal pornography. I think he was showing like pictures. If I'm not making it, I hope I'm not making this up, but I think he was showing pictures of him and his aunt or him with other women or something like that. But then at the same time, so this kid's getting aroused because that's what kids do when they're shown things like this at that age. But then let's mix it up and then throw violence into it. So this kid didn't really even know how to differentiate between sexuality and violence. It was just all intertwined in there. And that's why he didn't discriminate. There was just like, he could never have, I mean, I'm not trying to be stupid, Steve, but think about like how many sexual thoughts you have a day, right? Just, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm, and I'm not going to be stupid when I say that, but I mean, there are, there are many, right? So if you have something like that, 
and then it's combined with violence, like just straight up vi- murderous violence or, or you know, you're going to end up with something where you, you have what Richard Ramirez was. I mean, he was just this violent. I wouldn't call him evil, but I don't I would say if it's not evil, it's pretty close to that in not in the biblical terms. He was just a sadistic, cold blooded, soulless human being. And I don't mean soulless literally, but yeah, um, I, what yeah. blew my I, mind in the first episode was the story because I had no idea. I knew he killed multiple people. I know he killed, you know, the husbands. He would make them watch sometimes or whatever, or he would like tie them up and have them in the next room hearing everything that's going on and then kill them afterwards. I had no idea that he was uh, molesting children uh-huh. and then having some weird form of a conscience where it's like, well, now I'll let them go. I can't kill them, you know? And there's that one story from the, the woman that told that very, you know, it makes you wonder. Like, I believe the story, but I, it makes you wonder how much of that has been. Uh, fabrication is not the right word because that sounds negative. You have to sort of fill in the blanks. You know, you have these traumatic experiences, especially a young girl. Like she was telling this story of being taken from her room and thinking, oh, well, he kind of looks like a family member of mine and I'm six, so it must be OK. They're just taking me into a car and we'll figure out where this goes and stopping in the middle of the road, showing this little girl opening up the glove compartment and being like. Hey, just so you know, this is there. There's a gun, you know, so don't do anything stupid. Putting her into a duffel bag, taking her into a room and then sexually assaulting her for I don't know if it was days on end or how long that was exactly. But she was pretty graphic about it. And then mm-hmm. in, and also the whole time that this is going on, she said she recalled hearing um, Madonna in the background like a virgin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, God, that's just that just sucks, dude, because it's like, you know, she kind of had to put that story back together, I'm sure, through therapy and just, you know, things that pop into your head over time or whatever. But I was just thinking to myself like, God, could you imagine you could just be like having a good day driving down the road and suddenly like, like a virgin comes on and that could just like completely just destroy you. Oh yeah. Like I would have to be like, if that was something with me, I'd be like, you know, I just can't listen to the radio anymore. I can't, you know, I I don't want to have that unexpected punch in the face. I'll just never listen to the radio. It was, it was a, it was a very disturbing story to me, but I had no idea that he did all of that. And then like I said, I can't remember if it was days or hours on end, but then he just like dropped her off because he couldn't kill her. So he dropped her off. You go to the gas station and call 911 so they can get your parents with you. I, I don't know what's worse. I don't know. It was, it was very disturbing to me. And, and part of me didn't continue to watch it because um, I, think I, I like all of that serial killer stuff. I find, I find it very fascinating, but it was just, uh, I don't think I was in the mind frame to watch that. You know what I mean? Like it, it, get, it gets. I mean, I think there's been complaints about how, like, as you go forward, yeah. crime scene photos, yeah. is pretty brutal. And I was like, they really had all, but they make it. Uh, it's not so much the photos; they um, they do it in a horror movie way. Like they create it. The, the photos are just flash out of nowhere, so you're not ready. Right? You're like, oh, you guys are doing this thing. Yeah. And and you're making the end. The the and I get it. You have to make a story. This is for what four episodes. You have to make a compelling because there's been other ones. This isn't the first Night Stalker Richard Ramirez uh, 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 documentary. I mean, so you have to make it, you know, entertaining. But yeah, the the kid thing I didn't know. There's a few, um, like this guy. It has to be a perfect storm. You have to have. A bunch of different ha- things happen to exactly the same person with a z- exactly the same mindset to create a this guy. Because multiple things can happen to another person, but they just don't have this glitch in their brain and they don't go. All these things happen to this guy. 
and he just it 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 it, it created a, a um a person that did evil evil but the thing is humans are again it's not even an evil thing humans are um bad i mean anyone that's read um you know we're capable of terrible things we are capable of terrible thing howard howard zinn's history of america you look at what you know even columbus did i'm like oh yeah he was a serial killer too (laughs) he was a serial killer of the worst kind yeah and it's like oh we are bad it's just this is a thing that we didn't like in la a serial killer in california in la doing it so brazenly and just Put he put a city, a state in absolute fear. Now the dope part is how they caught him. That part, I I suggest everyone when he's running away, he wrong he runs into the wrong hood. Listen, that ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> when they showed the hoodie wrong world, in, I was like, nigga, tell the story, bro. Over. Tell just give us a little taste because I'm not that far. I know the story, but go ahead. So he's running away. He knows they got they got him. Someone okay, and also let me tell you something. There's one part I didn't. Uh, so uh, they found a friend of his. They did really good detective work. They found a friend of his. They uh, a cop goes to get the friend of his. He said, "What is your friend's name? Give me his name." He's like, "No." He said, "So I punched him in his face." And the guy was like, "Hey, that all you got?" And he said, "I will, I will up to punch him again." And the guy breaks and tells him Richard Ramirez's name. R- Ramirez's name. Now everyone's like, "Yay!" I'm like, but how many times do you think that happens with people that are just like normal? Right. <laughs> like this guy is literally on a documentary saying, yeah, I punched a guy to give me information. And they show a picture of him with the blood under his eye. And I'm like, and this is just okay. But anyway, I was so upset at that. So they got the name and uh, they get rid and they all of a sudden Richard, they show it, they don't show it, but they, they show you how Richard Ramirez, uh, sees his picture and he gets on a bus to leave and then it's too late. We were in the, we're in the age for young people. There was a part, a point in time where you didn't have the internet. So you got your news from the newspaper. Everyone had a newspaper. So everyone's on the bus reading, looking at this picture and looking at Richard, looking at the picture and looking at Richard. It's like a scene from a movie. It's literally, he's like, what the, he said, because remember, you're not on your phones. If you're on your, if we had iPhones, actually, I don't know if anyone would be on that page. They'd probably be on Twitter or Facebook, but, he was front page news. So he runs and he runs into this neighborhood and tries to carjack a person. Um, uh, <laughs> the person was like, nigga, you came to the wrong. Hood. I ain't the one. The one to be played like a poop butt. <laughs> Seriously. He hits him over the head and Richard tries to run and the hood comes out. Yeah. He's like, hey, that's that cat. And so the, they start beating him up and a dude comes behind him with a crowbar and hits him over the head. And then uh, he tries to run again and he hits him again. And so they're like, oh, we're just going to kill this guy here. Let's just make this All right, everybody in agreement? Let's just kill this dude here. And randomly, uh, someone had called the cops saying they saw him. The cop comes up and Richard Ramirez runs and gets into the police car. <laughs> Man, I'm glad you guys showed up. <laughs> he literally said, thank goodness you guys that they were going to kill me. And the people rallied around them and the, they interviewed the cop and the cop was like, dude, it was a mob. I had to say, hey, chill. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're not chilling. We're going to pull him out and kill him. 
So they take him to the police, um, the police station, and there were hundreds of people outside. And the guy at the police station was like, "It was a lynch. They were. It was a lynch mob. They were waiting for us to bring him out so that they can grab him and just string him up or beat him to death." And I was like, "Boy!" And they interviewed some of the people, and uh, they were like, "Yeah, he came to the wrong hood." You don't just come in being who you are and think you're going to walk out of this hood. I was like, I love this. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about. But um, it was it was interesting. And then uh, the he didn't get the death penalty, but he did get life and, and all those things. And he died of cancer. Um, and he had groupies. There were girls all the time. Wanting to marry him. Yeah. Yeah, wanting to marry him. Didn't one marry stuff. him? I don't know if one married. They I'm didn't pretty sure that. I'm. Oh no 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 no! I'm sorry, my man. I'm thinking of uh, Ted Bundy. There was two. There was definitely one. La- I think it was last year that came out that it talked about Ted Bundy. It also talked about Richard Ramirez. But um, wrong story. So never mind. He, he's he's a. After watching this, I was like, Mom, I get why you didn't want me to go outside. She's like, It was terrifying. It was you always re- every time you heard your window, you're thinking someone's out because that's what he would do. He just creep into your window and just be in your house. And uh, one dude, uh, one dude got shot in the head and just kept on coming at him. And Richard Ramirez ran away. And the cop was like, if I shot someone in the head and he got up like Frankenstein and still came at me, I'd run away too. <laughs> like, this dude is a zombie. So Richard ran away. He said it just so happened that uh, the bullet stopped at his skull. And... Uh, uh, so he was able to get back up and and run after him and chase him out of his house with a bullet to the head. I'm like, dude, that's crazy. That is freaking crazy. Um, hey, you know what? It, I had to uh, look up something real quick because I was like, okay, I think I'm wrong by saying that it wasn't uh, someone married him. But yeah, there was a couple of them. He was actually engaged to a 23-year-old writer named uh, Christine Lee. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up marrying, what is her name here? Uh, Doreen Leoy. L-I-O-Y. And he was married uh, from 1996 to 2013. Until he died. And she married him after it was confirmed that he'd raped and murdered a nine-year-old. Oh, yeah, dude. Great people. People are crazy. People are insane, dude. Yeah. And, and it's, 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 it's this bad boy. It's the bad boy syndrome or the bad girl syndrome where you just are attracted to the bad people. So go fucking sudden. get a guy that has a leather jacket and does hot rod racing. You know, yeah, I think a, a <laughs> I think that's a bit bad. more than a bad boy. I just like bad boys. Even you yeah, nine year old, nine year old. I can assure you, you will be doing. I and, and I think all in all, the 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 series was for people who don't know the full story. They did a really good job for people that were online complaining about. I for my automatic thing is oh get over it, but I totally get it. After watching the full thing, I'm like, yeah, they did a lot. They definitely did a lot to make you be like, I don't like it. It's almost like, is it entertainment? Like, these are dead bodies. You know, you don't have to do the 3D imaging and circle around. Like, we got it. It's a Bastion's head. We got it. Let's, let's, uh, and they did that a lot. And, I, and, and, and because, you know, you want people to keep eyes on your movie. That's just what it is. And we've become so distracted that they're like, how do we keep them engaged? And so. Yeah. Um, well, shoot, I might as well rate it. I, I was going to say, I don't, I don't feel like I can rate it, but I was going to ask you. And if you don't want to do anything silly at the end, I mean, people did die. And Oh, no, I will, I will say uh, I will get, give it three out of five um, 
very prescient Hispanic um, detectives. It was all because of him. He's not Latinx? He's the one that caught that I think it's a serial killer. I do declare. He caught it. Yeah, he was like, I'm like, still an idiot. You're talking about the young guy that ended up partnering partnering up with that other yes. guy. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was just like, I think it's a, a thing. And they're like, you idiot, you dummy, get the crap out of here. And here's what I do know. There are starry stories that that detective did not say on about the culture of the LAPD. He just didn't say it. Well, it's part of how the code, right? Treated. Oh, dude, how he was treated in the beginning. He was, oh, they got on me because I was young. I was the new whippersnapper. I bet you if you pulled him aside, I'm like, bro, how they treat you, man? They'd be like, he, he would be like, come on, man. What do you think they treated yeah. me like? What do you think, dude? What do you think I saw in my locker? I had to put food what on the table, think? man. I had to put food on the table. Yes, dude. But he, the fact that he was just like, I think they're the same guy. Having saw nothing else, but just he knew it. I'm like, that is beautiful. That is freaking beautiful. That he was so yeah. It's the same dude. He smells the same. Yeah, it's him. So yeah, three three out of five. I, I dug it. All right. So the way I see it, Steve, we probably have about fifteen minutes left, something like that. I'm just I'm getting vaxxed, ladies and gentlemen. I'm getting my second. Yeah. We're gonna cut this show short so my man can go and get healthy. Can you give him a Hello. goddamn break? Give him a break for Pete's sake, ladies and gentlemen. You're not paying for the show. Let the man get healthy. All right. So let's talk about something. Uh, healthy. Let's see. I was trying to find a segue for that. I guess I really can't. <laughs> so human. A healthy, you know what? Speaking of healthy, Steve, <laughs> let's find a healthy Sieg, as you call it. Nice healthy Sieg to get us to the next <laughs> segue, ladies and gentlemen. I know what I'm talking about. I'm just kidding. I'm just giving Steve shit. Let's talk about, um, I have a feeling we're going to have two very different opinions yes. on this next one. Yes. Let's talk about WandaVision. <laughs> just on the surface and as Marvel fans. Two different mm-hmm. Marvel fans, by the way. I mean, uh, you know, we talked about this recently, but Steve's background with Marvel is a one and done situation, right? One movie, done. Don't watch it over again. Don't you watch don't, it over again. The comics I could read, read right. but the no speculation in between movies for the most part, right? Because you're no. not following any of those threads. You don't watch YouTube outside of the uh, repeated no. YouTube uh, uh, reaction, which makes me a sucker, as you see. Right. Well, in the movies, I'm totally like, Whoa! well, you. <laughs> Well, you're now infamous for loving legends. So, yes, I do see the excitement that, that you get. That good. Uh-huh. Better than, uh, never mind. Yeah, never I don't mind. think so. But anyway, <laughs> that, leads us to, that leads us to WandaVision, which dropped about two weeks ago on Disney+. Plus. Yes. Um, I want to hear your take first, Steve. You know you've been talking a lot, but please, what do you think? Okay. Number one, I, I came into this excited, as you know, Dan. Because I was like, you know, after watching Legends, I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> they're introducing you to who they are and are about to be like, hey, guess what? Get ready for now, 13 minutes of nothing. G watch. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's going to be crazy. And so I turn it on and it does what it's doing. My, I know all these shows. I know. I used to watch them because, uh, you know, Dan will attest when you were younger these things came on all the time on the few channels we had. It'd be like, you know, this, Mr. Ed, the monkeys, all these sort, and then I Love Lucy. And you would just watch them because they were pleasant. And um, it was black and white. I was like, okay, I see what they're doing. I didn't, but I told myself I did. I'm like, oh, you're trying to do those switcheroos. And all of a sudden, like, like I was expecting a buzz on the screen. And like, she wakes up. 
I'm like, I see where this is going, Jay. And um, so basically, you about- want you want the finale in episode one. Which- <laughs> No, in my brain, is that the finale? No. Is I mean, that what this whole thing is? Well, go ahead. Go ahead. We'll, we'll talk about it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to break so I haven't read anything about this. As a matter of fact, it's funny because Kevin hit me up. And he's like, she just freaking stick with it. What are you doing? Thank anyway, you, Kevin. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. And I was like, i tell you what. I'll watch it if you watch The Wiz. Um, so I'm sitting there uh, <laughs> watching That's it. the same thing. Go on. And I was like, dude, I'm not going to lie, man. I was bored stiff. Hmm. Just simply, there were certain funny parts, but my expectations were so high that I was like, oh, this is going to be crazy. I wasn't buying it, man. I was so not buying it that um, the second one started, I just stopped it. I was like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, there's another person out there that, uh, well, I'm sure there's many out there, but there's someone that I've been kind of following that's on that same tip. And I got to be honest with you, man. I don't think you're giving yourself enough. uh, You're not giving the show enough credit, first of all, because it's like I'm taking from your statement that, like I said, you want a finale in episode one. You want to know what's going on in episode one. And now that you don't know, you're just going to go ahead and write it off. And that's fine. Totally your prerogative. But I think if you like, I'm not one to break down Marvel. You know, let's let's just take like Brian and Jake, for instance, of Pop Culture Leftovers. Those guys know their shit and they will break it down and they will find the theory and Brian will go on Reddit for hours and write days of notes. And that's awesome. But I don't really take it from that point of view. You know what I mean? So as a, as a, I think an experienced MCU person, I've seen all the movies multiple times and everything like that. I, I get what's going on. I don't know what's going on, but I get where they're going with it. Actually, yeah. I don't get that either. I will, I'll correct myself. I just know that there's a, uh, <laughs> no pun intended. There's an end game coming that I think will bring everything into light. And I think that it, when it happens, it's going to be big. I think it's going to be very, it's going to dictate how the MCU moves forward. You know what okay. I mean? And I got that. Yeah. So I didn't mean to cut you off. I just feel like mm-hmm. uh, you're kind of not giving it a chance. Here's the problem with this. Um, when I've heard this and, and the thing is, it's like, a, it's either trust Marvel. B, it's like, but you know, you kind of know what's, a lot of people know what's going to happen somehow. But I'm like, the goal of a TV show is if you've never heard of these characters, if you've only heard of these characters tangentially, for it to be good, it to be a good show. It's not one of those things where it's like, yeah, but this is probably going to, like 24, I didn't want the finale at the beginning of 24, say 20 something like 24 where it's just a moment-by-moment thing. I didn't want the finale. What they understood was, you don't know what we're doing yet on the first season, so we need to keep you engaged. We don't need to do some weird thing. For multiple episodes, I don't mind you giving me the black and white for one episode. So that I'm like, ah, and then whatever you're doing, do it then. But why do you have to entrench it into a few episodes? Like that we didn't get it the first time. I'm like, okay, then. but what they're doing is they know that Marvel people will stick with them and trust them. And I don't believe trust should be any part. Your show should be good from a novice. A novice that knows nothing should be able to watch your show and be like, I'm entertained. And that's not what they're doing. They're just not like, if you go to The Mandalorian, I didn't know anything about The Mandalorian. 
But I was entertained because they're like, we understand that people that don't know this are, or the people that don't know are also people that are going to be watching this. Not all of them are steeped in Star Wars lore, but they're assuming either A, you're steeped in this lore, or B, you're just willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. And that's not how I roll. I'm like, if, if you want me to give you the benefit of the doubt, then you need to release them all. You can't just be like, black and white show. Trust us for next week. Da, 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 da. No, 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 no. Then I'll just wait for him to drop and maybe come back later. Because it's I just can't sit there and be like, well, have you read the Encyclopedia version volume this? And No, no, I haven't. And I'm not going to. I think no. that you have been spoiled by binging. I didn't binge 21. I'm, I'm saying. Oh, 24. Right, but most of the content that you take in these days, particularly with like, you know, Netflix shows and things like that, it's all dropped and you can just continue. And I think it frustrates you. Like, do you not like putting together puzzles? No. Yeah. Not okay. With the puzzle. So you're not I a puzzle like person. Putting, like, you mean like tabletops? Yeah. <laughs> no. Exactly. You're not, a, you're not that kind of, um, and it's not a bad thing, but that's not how your brain works. You want to see the whole picture right up front. That's why you don't like puzzles. And I think this is a total puzzle. What I think it's really cool about it, though, is it's a very stylish puzzle. Now, I have no idea. I could be completely wrong in this, and I have done a little bit of research and talked to a few people since we've beginning, you know, since we first talked about it on PCL. But, uh, you know, there's a strong relation to the House of M series. I have not read this yet, but I plan on reading mm-hmm. it. And basically what I think is going on is mm-hmm. Wanda is she's unconscious somewhere. I don't know if this is the uh, the. Uh, after effect of watching vision die in Endgame. spoilers if you haven't seen it but really what the hell and then so whatever's going on with her i think that they're trying to keep her like sedated or something like that with giving her like these pleasant i don't know why we're going with like 50s 60s and now this week's 70s sitcoms or uh yeah i guess sitcoms would work but i'm thinking it's to keep her maybe that's what she grew up on or something like that and again i'm speculating but maybe that's what yeah. it is something that finds they tapped into something that that she finds wholesome and, and keeps her calm. Maybe she when she was in you know captivity or something, maybe she watched a lot of television. I'm not sure. But what I'm saying is I think that they're they're giving her these the almost like downloads, little pleasant episodes in her head to keep her at bay because when she wakes up, shit's gonna go off because she has to react to vision being dead. So I don't know why they're starting it with like the fifties moving to the sixties now in the seventies kind of thing, but I do know that there are nine episodes, right? So let's see 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. We're at five, um, 2000, 2010. That puts us at seven, 2020 puts us at eight. So if this takes us all the way up until the 2020s sitcom wise and all the while shit's fracturing the entire time. If you continue to watch the show, you start to see these little, little fractures that are happening, these little glitches in the matrix and whatnot. Um, okay. little hints from, uh, you know, like little, like a sword, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, space version of shield, they, they have little Easter eggs in there and they're constantly dropping little like commercials in where they're like Hydra and there's like, it shows a watch. So mm-hmm. it's all, it's, it's, I think it's totally a fun thing for, this was made for geeks. This is made for that's people, bingo. but that's okay that's because they hit that's their target perfect. market. You know what I mean? And bingo. That is perfect. So it's for the people that have, beautiful. it's, and I'm not messing with you, but if you're finding your satisfaction in things like legends, for instance, where it's like, I'm getting all the key shots all at once. And that's why it's exciting to me. I get it. I totally get that. But for someone like myself and, and more importantly, for people that are really diving into this shit, we need more. 
We've watched all these movies. 99% of people are going to love Yeah, we watch these movies. We we stay till the end credits to see what happens and where it's going to take us in the next one. We speculate. We go online. This is tailor-made for people like that, and which is why I think this is a a total hit. Uh, And I love it. I think it's stylish. And more importantly, they were smart enough to trust their stars. Like Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen do fantastic in each role when they're playing these these roles from different decades. Yes, they're experienced actors or seasoned actors. But, dude, Elizabeth Olsen became... Like the first one is a little bit more like a like an Ozzy and Harriet or like a, a, a I Love Lucy type setting, something like that from the fifties. You know what I mean? And it's um, but she embodies it so well, and, she, and just the way that she talks, her affect, all of that is done perfectly. Like I feel like I'm watching that kind of show. She goes into the sixties, uh-huh. and they have like the theme songs change. And the sixties one is a for the for little youngsters out there. It's it's a kind of a nod to Bewitched, maybe even a little bit of I Dream of Jeannie. The music is is it's kind of like music of I Dream of Jeannie with the animated. Uh, excuse me, the animated sequence of uh, Bewitched. So they they just nail this shit so well. And the cast is nailing it. And then like you have Catherine Hahn, who's in the first one. She was the one that, uh, you know Catherine Hahn, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I just love that character. And she's all about, oh, it's going to be a gas. Just the way they talk. All that shit is just spot on perfect for this. And I and I and they just do it so well. I'm just curious where they're going with it. Now, I will tell you that I did watch the, the latest episode last night or early, early this morning. And uh, I won't say anything about it because it's so new, but shit's starting to happen, dude. It's starting yeah. to come together now. I, I would highly suggest that you get back on it and just go, okay, they are going somewhere with this. And I don't you have to be a mar- like puzzle. I'm just saying that you want, when I, when I use the- like line of duty is a puzzle. Dude, just stop. This is not, hey, stop, stop reading me so literally. I'm just saying when I said a puzzle, I'm saying you like to have the big, you know, you get a, if you go to the store and you get a puzzle box, there's the picture. Oh, that's pretty cool. But when you, up, you know, like when you open the box up and you dump it all out, that's not the picture. And you don't like that. You don't want to put it together. I think that's a, maybe a hint of impatience. I don't know. I'm definitely not. No, not it's, a, it's a, I need to be entertained. That's the okay. Thing. Then, it's, like, then it's just not yeah, for you. I need you to be like, give it. And this thing, thing is like, that's why I told uh, a few people have, de- you know, there's been a few, but I was like, Everyone's gonna love this show, and like, there's gonna be a few like me and whoever else that are like, dude, this show is not good. But the, as long as other people love it, I'm happy that they. I'm like, hey, you found something that tickles your fancy. That is beautiful. I get what you're saying, right? And it's fine if that's the way that you're going to continue to go about this one. That's totally a prerogative, and I'm not. Gonna, it's not going to change my life either way. You know what I'm saying? But I will say that I think you're doing yourself a disservice because there's there's a bigger picture here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you just kind of look into go, oh, I kind of get where they're going with this now. It tends to make a little bit more sense. But I know you're not the first person to be like, I just don't get this. I don't fucking get this at all. This is stupid, and I didn't buy into it one uh. bit. But I also know that you're the kind of person that will turn a song off within 20 seconds if it doesn't hit you just right. Chorus or not, you'll just turn that shit off. And I think that's what you're doing with the show. And I, I really do feel like it's a bit of a disservice. I think that um, when all is said and done and we get into the next phase of Marvel, this is going to be a big part of it. This might be where we figure out how mutants are made. I believe, and here's the or thing. Created. What bugs me is I don't like that I almost got the, like I'm like, okay, I'm imagining she's asleep and she's just dreaming this. Dude, I should have been able to guess that. Why? She's why not though? If it's like a that's real a, that's ooh, a very what's gonna show. happen? I'm like, well, in the what's gonna happen shows I've watched, I'm like, I don't know what's gonna happen. But gee, you're actually t- you know, look at it this way. Let's just say Endgame was the last thing, right? 
Yes. Now we're in this 50s sitcom. You're like, what the hell's going on? There's got to be an exclamation or an exclamation, an explanation for it. You know what I mean? But you're just like, eh. And that's fine. Again, I'm not knocking you. I'm not well, saying the explanation is she's not conscious. We know. Yeah, but but that's not okay. a, but that's not a big stretch. No, it's like, okay, we got it. Yeah, I don't, but that's but I think people are again, that's a again, like seeing people joyous over this yeah. is um beautiful. Cause I mean it's a very niche. Um, well, no, no, Disney Plus is pretty big. Yeah. No, I think this is made for most of the Marvel fans, the MCU fans. And if the people that like yourself that don't get it, that's not a crime. It's just, I guess it's just not going to be your thing. I, like I was saying though, it's not a knock to you, but I think you might be doing yourself a little bit of a, dis- but then again, maybe not because quite honestly, you didn't really get all of that from the last 22 movies that just came out. You're just like, Oh yeah, I watched it and, and then it was done and it was a cool, exciting story. And that was cool. I get that. It was a great experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. But these movies are sort of engineered to give you more if you really want them to much like star Wars movies, all this canon stuff and being able to draw from the comics and it, it all, I just think that it's, um, this might be the, and I mean this in the best way possible, but this might be the geekiest thing that has ever been created. The MCU. You know, there's just so much. Oh, for sure. Uh, same thing, Star Wars too. But you know what I'm saying, man. And then, and the way that they're marketing this stuff now, it's genius. So this is a lot of fun for a lot of people. I hope that anyone that hasn't watched it and you're thinking about watching it, don't get discouraged. Take both of what we said, and you know, you're probably going to find something in the middle there. But I think that this is worth continuing because I think there's going to be a big payoff that will take us into the next phase. And that's that's what I'm here for. That's what I want to see. And I again. They're doing such a fucking awesome job of changing the way that their characters act decade to decade on this show. I am 100% in. So I'm actually ready to rate this if you're, if you're uh, okay with that, sir. Unless you have anything else oh, to say. I have zero to say. I'm rating this on intrigue and what I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go all the way with it because that's foolish with, epi- you know, with three episodes in. But so far... Being that I don't even, I've never read House of M or any of that stuff, but knowing what they're doing, at least to the point where it's like, okay, I'm willing to to follow this all the way through to see where it ends up. I'm going to give this a super, super, super strong 4.75 out of 5 lobster door knockers. I'm not, I, I've only watched one episode, so it's not even fair for me to, uh, to Fair to enough. It. That's how I felt about yeah. the other one, but it sounds like you're going to give it a very low score, whatever it is. I wouldn't, no, 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 no. It's, it's, I'm, I'm probably just going to... Um, if anything, I'll just go uh, DM Kevin and be like, all right, give me the, the rundown of what's happening in these episodes. <laughs> give me the general rundown of what the crap's going on. Because uh, uh, I think that it's just, I don't want to be the, because at this point, it would just be watching and be like, all right, impress me. And I'm like, no, that's not their job to just impress you. If you like it, stay in. And if you don't, like, oh, cool. Just watch everybody else's enjoyment of it. And I love doing that. I love watching people smile. It's a beautiful thing. But um, I uh, I will say, shot. I did not know this was like the most expensive show ever made. I thought Mandalorian would be more expensive than this. I don't know what's making this so expensive then. Because Mandalorian, when you see the behind the scenes, you're like, jeez. <laughs> they print money, dude. They print money. And the thing, the good thing that they're doing is hypothetically, if Say WandaVision does, doesn't do the numbers that Mando does. Mando pays for WandaVision anyway. Because I have a feeling with swag, Mando is making a little bit of money, you know, with Baby Yoda stuff. So they're like, they're doing these things where like, hey, I can do this. They're almost doing the indie thing where it's like, 
I'm going to make this massive blockbuster hit so that I can make this other thing. And both of them probably might be blockbuster hits, but the fact that they're willing to at least experiment, because they could just be resting on their lower. Like, what if they just said, hey, we're just going to do a, we're going to bring Captain America back from the dead. Let's pause that because it might be happening. But we're going to bring uh, Captain back from the dead to make a show. That's printing money. <laughs> they could just print money, and instead they decide to do this black and white thing. Because they could have done the other thing. Now, even though there's rumor that he's coming back, it's not a show, I don't think. But they could have just done that. And they didn't go the easy route. I think they're doing exactly what they need to be doing right now. They were smart and they said, you know what? Why not use this platform to mesh the MCU together? And we now have television too. So we can actually use that as springboards for the next thing that's going to come out. And they've just done like Kevin Feige, dude. Come on. You guy's a fucking genius. A fucking genius. He's he's the man. Yeah. He is he's, he's he's absolutely incredible. I think all these such a visionary. I, recently, I, I did wa- rewatch the for the first time a, a Marvel movie. Which one? Uh, Age of Ultron. Oh God, dude! What the hell's uh, wrong with you? Why are you picking? What, what is? Okay, I'm done. It was not, okay when I first watched this movie. I thought it was not that good. I think it's still not that good. I watched it again. But but, like, but I'm sorry, real quick. I just it just uh, occurred to me right now. There are some. Um, you like Age of Ultron, right? Uh, it's better than I. I, re, uh, I do, it's better than I. The only reason I rewatched it is because it's like um, number one. It was just some rant. I was like, "Hey, let me watch one of these Marvel movies." The other ones, I didn't want to ruin well, in my brain. Age, I was like, "Sure, why not?" I will say this without saying anything: that if you are intrigued by that storyline, watch this week's episode. Okay. Yeah. It was an interesting. Um, here's what I'll say about Age of Ultron. There's a lot going on. Um, I forgot some of the fun that was. Had. That's the best part of it is the you know Vision picking up the hammer. I was like, I totally forgot that happened until the Legends thing happened, and then I was like, when did that happen? And it, and so when I was watching, I was like, oh, that's right. They were all doing the whole thing where they were, um, and also unfortunately, um, uh. I, I look, he did a fine job. Um, Spader, Spader did fine. I think he Debatable. was a perfect person. I think he was a perfect person for Ultron. Actually, His you know what? Spader did fine. I just didn't care for the script, but that's just me. I'm sure people love that movie. I'd never cared. Uh, that's I, my, I, one of, I, that I, one. And uh, I would say Thor 2, The Dark World. Probably my least favorite Marvel movie. Uh, and Captain Marvel. My least favorite wait Marvel Wait a minute. Movies. Is The Dark World the one where he's going, oh? No. That's uh, oh, okay. That's the last. that's the third. There's three of them. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So I'm talking to the wrong person about this shit. I'm not saying I'm Jesus a super. You know, I'm not saying I'm like Mr. Marvel and I know all of this shit. But like, I think that's why you're not digging on this one so much because there's so much more there. And I think that rewatches would do you a huge benefit. Now that you kind of oh. know where the story goes, you know how it ends up. Now, when you watch this, if you were to watch it over again, you'd be, oh, this is going to come back in a couple of movies from now. That's genius how they did that shit. That's how good Marvel is. Oh, Marvel's fantastic. It's, again, it's just, it's one of those, it's a thing I'm doing where it's just like, I need to, I, with rewatches, there's so many movies I don't see. I have another question for you. You've uh-huh. seen Age of Ultron already, right? Uh-huh. So then why would you, and you haven't even watched all of the Marvel movies now that I'm thinking about which, it. Which Marvel movies have you? You haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. 
I sure have. Yeah, dude. What are you doing? I already saw it. I said I've seen that. Oh, you have seen that. Oh, okay. Yes. My bad. I'm sorry. I thought you said you had Which movies have I seen? Uh, That's why I just kept moving. And I'm like, now I'm doing like documentaries and indie movies. I I'm sw- like, okay, I got it. I could have sworn you told me that one time, but maybe I'm making it up. Oh, no, I, I did. I just went, I, I watched like I, last year sometime. Well, let's I see. This, uh, I mean, have you seen all the Iron, you've seen all the Iron Man. Sure have. You have seen all the Captain America, obviously. Mm-hmm. You've seen Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Haven't seen the second okay. part of the Well, there we go. There's one. Um, I'm sure I think that's there's the one I haven't seen. <laughs> it's good. I don't know if it's a life changer. Yeah. Got Kurt I, Russell was, in it, though. And that's that's a plus. That's a oh, huge plus. Oh, you know plus. what, dude? I, I want to see it. It's I, I just was, I think I was told they're like, if there's a sequel, I want you to see the Ammon of the Wasp is the one. And when I watched Ammon, I was like, I'm glad I watched this. <laughs> really good. They're like, yeah, between the two sequels, go to that one. That's the one you you're going to want to watch. And, and it was, it was really good. I mean, I lo- again, I love, I love all of what Marvel's doing. I think they prepped me for being, um, their bigness gave me the love for now, you know, even more documentaries in indie. Cause I was like, okay, let me decompress. That was a lot. You know, like, let me watch other films that like, uh, and, and as a matter of fact, like I watched the Intouchables that Brian referred me to. And dude, I'm, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm glad I'm watching these. Okay, I got it. Good. Well, there it is. All right. You're just not going to, and that's fine. You're just never going to go that far down the rabbit hole with Marvel. So, yeah, no. maybe the yeah. fourth. And I know comics, I'm way down the rabbit hole in the comic book uh, world. Yeah, but I'm talking about the MCU. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll watch the movies here. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't, I don't think you're ever going to invest yourself to the point where it might be an issue for you down the road. Like if this is their first submission in a really long time, I think that's why a lot of people are also very excited about it because you get to hear the Marvel intro again. And, you know what I mean? It's it's just a nice, uh, it, yeah, it's a great a- substitute for the lack of the cinematic experience. And just, but maybe it's just not going to be your thing and that's fine. I'm just wondering if down the road, other things are going to start not making sense to you because you haven't gone back. And maybe that's a fault to Marvel. You know what I mean? I don't, know. I don't think, because I, I didn't watch Ant-Man and the Wasp and people thought, how did you watch Ant-Man and the Wasp and still understand Endgame or whatever? I'm like, there wasn't that much. Like, I mean, there was a few yeah, things. But I'm like, yeah, I, it's like, I tell them, you guys act like it's rocket science. Just calm down. Easy. Easy now. It's not one of the smarter movies. The world according to Steve Hutton. It's just fun. It's just fun. There are smarter movies out there, people. I didn't even and think that one was, great. that one was good. I didn't think it was great or anything. It's just, there was a lot. I could see how it connected. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Well, again, to use but, the word, it's all part of the puzzle. Yes, and it's just like okay, I, I can see the picture without little pieces of it. I, I'm, I'm, we're all brilliant enough to do that. And also, Marvel's really, 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 really good at being like, let's not assume everyone's seen everything, and they really do a great job of that. And like even Black Panther, if you didn't, if you hadn't seen um, Winter Soldier, you'd still have watched Black Panther and loved it because a lot of people I know did not see the introduction. I'm like, they're really good at just saying, okay, let's not assume things. Now, there's a few movies that you kind of have to watch before, but they're like, no, you're good. And they're just really good at that. So I don't think that, like, missing certain TV shows, I think for the movie, even though Black Panther's going to be rough, from, I don't know. Oh, Jesus You want to know something, anyway, man? Honestly, um, I, I, I'm probably going to be in the minority here, but I don't think Black Panther's that great of a movie. I really don't. I think that the, um, the movement and the spectacle of what it was, what it was and the message. We and all had that, never seen us. I feel on you. Screen. I feel you. Yeah, but I'm talking about as a movie in itself. If you were to just 
that's just well you can't because it's black panther but you know what i'm saying like if you just shuffle it up a little bit I, I just never really found it to be that great of a movie i know people that have watched that movie 10 times oh, a million. so there's it. something to i think what you feel for black panther is like me with things like wandavision i'm like it's just not that good and people are it's not that it's not that good it's just not one of my favorite marvel movies it's just um I think there are way better movies out there. I just didn't find look the watchability is what I'm saying is not there for me. Rewatchability. For me, all Marvel movies are pretty much except for a few. And now that I think back on it, I think the first Thor was fine. But in general, all Marvel movies are just Marvel movies for me. It's like, are they? I don't want to be that guy. I don't. Well, you're be being this that guy. guy. I don't want to be this guy. But when you read the comics, they're just better. <laughs> they're just better. Like Thor in the comic is just, just mind blowing. All right then. Well then, I guess that sums it up, man. You. Uh, All right, I'm off to get vaccinated. Yeah, you're gonna uh, go save the world by saving yourself, and I appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Yes. Are you worried? Yes. Uh, no. Um, I'm worried because they gave me two different times, but I'm not worried. Are you worried about tomorrow? Yes. I think you're gonna be fine, even if you. This is my prediction. You're going to wake up and you might like tonight. When are you getting it? Like, like uh, before work, I assume. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> my guess is if you're going to start feeling anything, it's going to be like, as you're getting off tonight from work and you're just like, you know what? I'm a little tired. And when you wake up in the morning, if you're going to feel anything, it's probably going to be like a headache and maybe just a little bit low. That's my prediction. But I want you to, to know that it's okay, Steve, because the, the, uh, you know, the virus only affects the people of color to the worst. So we should be fine. Yeah, no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> I got to go. In I got to get out of my head because when I go in there, I'm just like, am I sweating? Am I feeling sick? Am I feeling okay? Like then my body starts being like, maybe we are sick. Maybe I am dizzy when they give me the shot. Immediately. Don't do the psychosomatic thing. Just let it happen. Go about your day and just realize it doesn't matter now because it's in there and you will know. You're going to know when you're feeling something because I was like that too. I'm like, okay, am I starting to get sick? I just sneezed. Is that what it is now? All of a sudden, exactly. you're just going to be like, and I, I have a feeling that it's the first time when you go, ow, with your arm, because you know how that makes you sore. Those two things are going to kind of click together. You're going to start feeling the symptoms and the soreness at the same time. And it's going to be, if you feel anything yeah. at all, I think you're going to be fine, dude. I'm not trying to scare you, honestly. Well, I haven't eaten. I purposely did not eat this morning. Why? Because last time I thought, I was like, am I feeling flesh? I bet you it's because I ate. So this time I'm just not going to eat. Well, you should definitely eat, but I know you can go like a long time without eating, but definitely get yourself something to eat, my friend. That's not going to be I'm going anything. to, as soon as I get my shot, I'm going to go get some, dad, God, where would I get something to eat? I don't know. You're going to have to work that shit out in your weird vegetarian head. You dang skippy. All right, people. I love you guys. I'm out of here. Peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to episode 143. It's been a hoot. Told you it was going to be just a little bit of a different show. We were just talking, you know shooting shit shooting the shit it's like listening to your friends shoot the shit if you ever go what's heroes of noise like it's listening to your friends shoot the shit that's what it is you might get some reviews maybe some music talk that's what we do like it don't like it doesn't matter here we are have a great week we will talk to you next week we got a new patreon show coming out real soon and um we're getting close to february so we're gonna start having guests again pretty soon we'll talk about that a little bit more as time goes on so with that said my name is dan ramirez for steve hudson we're the heroes of noise people be good to yourselves be good to the people around you Peace.